June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Democrats have the votes to impeach President Trump for a second time as the FBI warns there could be armed attacks in all 50 states if the president is removed before the end of his term. New video tonight shows just how violent the assault on the Capitol was as the FBI looks through tens of thousands of photos and videos and asks for the public's help finding this man. Breaking news, the Capitol Police under investigation. Two officers suspended, one for taking selfies, the other for allegedly directing the mob. Plus, the first on-camera interview with the former Capitol Police chief. He says he repeatedly asked the Pentagon for backup. They were more concerned with the optics. Guarding the inauguration, up to 15,000 National Guard troops deployed to D.C. as the Secret Service prepares to take over security a week early. Business backlash. Marriott, American Express, and others suspend political donations. The PGA moves its championship out of a Trump golf course. Social media blackout. The president forced off Twitter and Facebook and other major platforms. The cries of censorship by conservatives. New year, new COVID records. 22,000 deaths in the first week of 2021. As the president-elect gets his second vaccine shot, fairgrounds, baseball stadiums, and closed department stores become mass vaccination centers. Rare snow day. Record snow in Texas knocks out power and brings a winter wonderland to the south. And a story of heroism. How an officer's quick thinking likely saved lives. 
This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with breaking news because there's a lot of it tonight. As we come on the air, the FBI has issued an urgent law enforcement bulletin saying groups are planning armed protests at the U.S. Capitol and at state capitals ahead of President-elect Biden's inauguration. The FBI says there are also threats against Mr. Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, along with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Also this, Chad Wolf, the acting Secretary of Homeland Security, says... He's resigning just hours after he stepped up security in Washington, putting the Secret Service in charge of a national security special security event a week ahead of Mr. Biden swearing in. Now, the Washington Monument has already closed and the Park Service says it may shut down other areas of D.C. in the coming days. And we're just learning that at least two Capitol Police officers have been suspended, accused of joining in with the rioters who stormed the U.S. Capitol last week, including leading them through the halls of the building. Well, tonight on Capitol Hill, Democrats have introduced an article of impeachment against the president, accusing him of inciting last week's attack. And there is increasing pressure for Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment. So we've got a lot of new reporting tonight. We've got our correspondents standing by. CBS's Catherine Herridge is going to lead us off tonight with the growing security threat. Good evening, Catherine. Good evening, Nora. Senior U.S. official tells CBS News there is growing evidence tonight of coordination and premeditation among some protesters as the FBI warns more violence is possible in the days ahead. In a bulletin sent to law enforcement today, the FBI warns extremists are calling for demonstrations, some armed, and storming federal, state, and local courthouses if President Trump is removed from office early. Every FBI office is now focused on preventing a repeat of last week's takeover of the U.S. Capitol. Agents are poring over more than 40,000 digital tips, including photos and videos. And this new angle, which appears to show rioters clashing with police officers, with anything they can grab, the pull of an American flag, even a crutch, and beating a police officer. These officers were fighting. They were fighting for hours to protect that Capitol. Uh, I saw officers get hit with fire extinguishers. Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund, who has since resigned, tells CBS News that during the attack, he repeatedly asked the Pentagon to send National Guard troops. I needed boots on the ground, immediate assistance right then and there, helping to form police lines to help secure up the foundation of the United States Capitol building. They were more concerned with the optics. The Pentagon says it did not deny Sund's request. During the assault, some protesters chanted, hang the vice president. More than 100 protesters have been arrested. These two accused of bringing restraints, including plastic zip ties that can function as makeshift handcuffs. One of them, Larry Brock, is an Air Force veteran. Others arrested face a variety of charges, including well-known protesters Jake Angeli, known as QAnon Shaman, and Adam Johnson seen carrying the speaker's lectern and this unidentified man waving a Confederate flag. The timeline is also coming into focus. Protesters started violently pushing their way onto the grounds of the Capitol building around 1 p.m. Inside, lawmakers were preparing for a joint session of Congress in the House chamber to count the electoral votes. About an hour later, the Capitol was breached. This video shows lawmakers on the other side of this door as a rioter punches through and breaks the glass. 
Vice President Pence was pulled from the Senate chamber at approximately 2.14. By 2.17, our producer inside confirmed the Senate chamber was locked down. Law enforcement bulletins obtained by CBS News show that earlier as the president addressed the rally, pipe bombs were discovered at the Republican National Committee and Democratic National Committee headquarters. Late today, two Capitol Hill police officers were suspended over their interactions with some of the demonstrators and the acting secretary of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, resigned, citing recent events, including court challenges to the legitimacy of his appointment. That leaves a void at the top of the government agency responsible for overall security at the inauguration. Nora? At such a critical time. Catherine Harridge, thank you. Now let's get to the other big headline tonight. House Democrats are moving full speed ahead to impeach President Trump for a second time, accusing him of inciting the insurrection at the Capitol. A vote could happen within 48 hours. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the Capitol. Good evening, Nancy. Nora, House Democrats tell us they do have the votes to impeach the president, but first they're going to vote tomorrow to urge the vice president to push Mr. Trump out himself. But White House sources tell us that Mr. Pence isn't considering it and never has. House Democrats made it official today. The House will be in order. Introducing a resolution urging Vice President Mike Pence to activate the 25th Amendment to declare President Donald J. Trump incapable of executing the duties of his office. The vote will come tomorrow. And if Vice President Pence does not respond, Democrats move to phase two on Wednesday. We have more than a majority to pass the article of impeachment. California's Ted Lieu co-authored the impeachment resolution, which argues that President Trump gravely endangered the security of the United States last Wednesday. I heard a lot of Republicans saying that this would hamper unity in Congress and in the country. What's your reaction to that? The best way to heal and unify our nation is to hold accountable those who attacked our capital and those who incited that attack. That begins at the very top, starting with Donald Trump. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. President Trump, banned from Twitter, has not expressed remorse over the uprising. In fact, he presented a Medal of Freedom today to Congressman Jim Jordan, who helped lead the charge last week to contest the election without proof of widespread fraud. Americans instinctively know there was something wrong with this election. Today, Airbnb joined the growing list of companies vowing to withhold support from Republicans who voted against the certification of the presidential election results. Hallmark even asked two senators to refund its donations. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley is now facing calls to resign in his hometown paper and on the streets of St. Louis. I would like a person to lose power when he misuses power. The organizers of the PGA Championship have pulled out of plans to host the tournament at President Trump's Bedminster Golf Club next year. House Democrats say if they impeach him this week, they intend to send the article to the Senate right away, meaning a trial could get underway just as President-elect Biden is taking office. Mr. Biden said today he's been discussing a workaround with congressional leaders. The question is whether or not you can bifurcate this. Can you go half day on dealing with the impeachment and half day getting my people nominated and confirmed in the Senate? 
New Jersey Democrat Bonnie Watson Coleman announced today that she tested positive after sheltering with several colleagues who refused to wear masks. Video from last week shows a group of House Republicans rejecting masks while they were being held in close quarters for hours with nowhere to go. Tonight, White House sources say the PGA decision infuriated Mr. Trump and that he and Vice President Pence still haven't spoken since last Wednesday. The big question now, how many of their fellow Republicans will vote in favor of the 25th Amendment or impeachment or both? Nora? Makes the next couple days very interesting. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Now to next week's inauguration, thousands of National Guard troops have been activated. And tonight, the Secret Service is preparing to step up security a full week ahead of the event, which was already being scaled back because of the coronavirus. We get more now from CBS's Nicole Killian. With nine days until the inauguration, a security surge underway in the nation's capital. If I'm scared of anything, it's for our democracy. Washington's mayor urged Americans to stay home on Inauguration Day as the Department of Homeland Security announced the city would go into a high-security lockdown days ahead of schedule. The Washington Monument was shut down due to credible threats to visitors, and the Army is planning to activate up to 15,000 National Guard troops by January 20th. Despite scores of rioters swarming the inaugural platform last week, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris are still expected to take the oath of office on the west front of the Capitol. I'm not afraid of taking the oath outside. Mr. Biden's inaugural committee announced it will erect more than 190,000 flags on the National Mall to represent people who cannot attend because of the pandemic. The president-elect will also appear with former presidents Obama, Bush and Clinton, laying a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. As Mr. Biden prepares for day one, he got his second injection of coronavirus vaccine and tamped down criticism about his team's plans to make nearly all doses publicly available. My uh, number one priority is getting vaccine in people's arms like we just did today as rapidly as we can. With no meeting between President Trump and Mr. Biden planned before January 20th, CBS News has learned Vice President Pence may host Vice President-elect Kamala Harris at his Naval Observatory residence, but we're told she has not received an official invitation. Nora? Nicole Killian, thank you. Tonight, big tech has taken down social media site Parler. The site is favored by the far right and is viewed as a place where inciting violence has been tolerated. Now, this all comes after President Trump was silenced by Facebook and Twitter. CBS's Anna Warner reports conservatives feel they are being censored. Police stood by at Twitter headquarters in anticipation of pro-Trump protesters who never showed. But online, conservative backlash over President Trump's ban is growing. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo tweeting, it's un-American. The big tech reaction since the assault on the Capitol is increasing, too. The Parler app, popular with Trump supporters, announced it's suing Amazon for suspending the platform from its web host services, following Apple and Google's removal of the app from their stores. One recent Parler post called for systematically assassinating liberal leaders. Another posted by pro-Trump lawyer Lynn Wood the day after the Capitol attack called for Vice President Pence's execution, writing, get the firing squads ready. 
Pence goes first. Kevin Roos is tech columnist at the New York Times. It's not like these people just got banned from these platforms because they, you know, said something mean or, or called someone a name. I mean, there's there was bloodshed. Parlor CEO John Mates defends his social platform earlier telling Fox News. They're doing it, um, you know, to stifle free speech and competition in the marketplace. And this could happen to literally anybody. Technology researcher Ashkan Sultani says tech companies stepping up now is about safety, but also about politics. This response is, I think, directly motivated to the fact that the people impacted were the people that govern these platforms. Tonight, Facebook, which also temporarily suspended the president's account, said over the next few weeks, it will take additional steps to stop misinformation and content that could incite further violence, including removing content that uses the phrase, stop the steal. A group that went by that same name was removed two months ago. Nora. All right, Anna Werner, thank you. We're going to turn now to America's deadliest week in the coronavirus pandemic. More than 22,000 Americans died from COVID in just seven days, with more deaths in California than any other state. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is in Los Angeles tonight. The sirens wail and ambulances in Southern California hurry up and wait. We have no beds for him. It's been four weeks of getting crushed. Dr. Brad Spellberg is with L.A. County USC Medical Center, the region's largest hospital. We have not yet seen a post-December surge. If we do, the entire Southern California healthcare system will fall apart. That's terrifying. This is what happens when people don't do what public health tells them to do. The system collapses. California already seeing a soaring death toll, now 30,000 since last spring. It's expected to more than double to 70,000 by the 1st of April. All as the race continues to get Americans vaccinated. State fairgrounds and stadiums turning into mega sites. Long lines in South Florida, one near San Diego's Peco Park opening today. As vaccine distribution still lags, tonight the CDC says just more than a third of all doses sent out have been administered. We need to acknowledge that it's not working. We need to hit the reset and adopt a new strategy and trying to get that out to patients. At St. Mary's Hospital in Apple Valley, north of Los Angeles, the family of Maria Arieta got to say goodbye once she had already passed. It's a very helpless feeling, isn't it? Maria left behind four children and 20 grandchildren. It hurts because now we're living the pain. It could be your mom. This time it was our mom. And it's a tragic warning tonight. This is Dodger Stadium, said to be the largest testing site in the country. It's being turned into a vaccination hub this week where they're hoping to give doses to 12,000 people a day. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Investigators are zeroing in on the black boxes from a passenger jet that crashed on Saturday off the coast of Indonesia, killing all 62 people on board. Divers today retrieved human remains, personal items, and pieces of wreckage. The older model of Boeing 737 went down shortly after takeoff from Jakarta. All right, the Deep South got a rare snow day today. The system that dumped nine inches of snow in Waco, Texas on Sunday, dropped a few more inches today across four other states. In some areas, power was knocked out and government offices were closed. It's often said that one person can make a difference, and that was never more true than last Wednesday at the U.S. Capitol. We get more now from CBS's Mark Strassman. Bedlam, mayhem, and one cop 
the last line of defense against a mob pushing forward. Eugene Goodman, an Army vet and U.S. Capitol Police officer. How is there only one, one guy? You know, HuffPost reporter Igor Bobic shot the cell phone video. This mob was carrying a Confederate flag. They were carrying another flag that had, you know, Nazi swastikas emblazoned on them. It was a white mob charging at a black police officer. Goodman sprinted up the stairs, the mob on his heels. He shouted in his radio. Second floor! Meaning the mob was reaching the Senate chamber. At the top of the stairs, Goodman looked left. Between those chairs, the doors to the Senate floor still open. Here's the moment that mattered. Goodman pushed this mob leader wearing a black QAnon t-shirt. It was a ruse to lure them away from the Senate chamber. And there, finally, backup arrived. It was his heroic actions that may have made a difference. By then, the Senate chamber was sealed. No, it's not. Officer Eugene Goodman showed us the real America. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Sometimes you need just one good man. Just a reminder to stay with CBS News for the developments in the assault on the Capitol and the likely impeachment of President Trump. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.